Welcome to the Dream Mason Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. A Dream Mason is a person who's brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. I know we all have a Dream Mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner Dream Mason. Because your dreams don't build themselves. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Dream Mason podcast. We're doing an episode of The Bricks today. And today I have a man on. I think Bob Conlon is the first man I've actually had as my co-host on an episode of The Bricks. Welcome, Bob. What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. And I can confirm, yes, I am a man. <laughs> nice. Well, it's, you know, no judgment either way, but it's yeah. good to know that you are officially the first man to be not on the podcast, but on an episode of The Bricks with me. Thanks for doing nice. this. Nice, man. Honored. Honored for sure. Yep. So do you want, is there anything you want to tell people about yourself before we jump into this topic of love and intimacy? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, so like Alex said, my name is Bob Conlon. I am a coach. Uh, I focus uh, on working with people around relationships. So relationship to self, to love, to career. Um, yeah, it's, it's, this works truly my life's purpose, and uh, I'm super excited to be here and looking forward to getting into some juicy topics with you, Alex. Nice. What I love, you know, I t- I've told you this, but for the listeners, what I love about Bob is if you look at this man and you'll see his picture in the show notes or whatever, it's a, he's a man. Like there's no, there's no qualms about it. You're a big dude. You like bring your masculinity on the visual, but as people will see when we get into this, you also bring like your powerful feminine, you bring your heart. You're not afraid to like dig into the places that men are often afraid to go, which is actually what we crafted this conversation, love and intimacy around. So it's perfect. Yeah, man. Thanks for saying that. I love that. I get that, that like, I, I guess it's a reflection quite a bit that, you know, how I look uh, to the outside world is it's almost in complete contrast to like how I look mm-hmm. on the internal landscape. And um, yeah, I think that's part of what we want to talk about on the bricks, man. It's kind of blowing that stuff up. So love and intimacy, what do you see? What do you want to, what do you want to start this conversation with? Yeah, I think, um, man, I think my, my journey with intimacy (laughs) has been just that a journey. Um, and I certainly haven't arrived to where I, um, you know, where I, I guess I want to be as a man, but, um, when, when I initially think of intimacy, I think of like the inward intimacy with myself. And like what I mean by that is for like a long time, I would, you know, I, I had this um, belief system or, or something in place that had me think I needed to like protect or guard myself. Um, which didn't allow me to, you know, get to these kind of sacred places within myself. Um, I, I think probably easy way to talk about this is like telling, like telling on my fears, 
like mm. being connected to myself enough and being, you know, vulnerable enough to actually tell on myself and tell on my fears. Cause it's totally like, it's totally exposing yourself. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, as a man, how I was conditioned growing up as a man is like, you're a tough guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're, uh, be strong. You're, you're strong. You're stoic. Man you up. Know? Yeah. Man up, beast up <laughs> all that stuff. And like, um, the inward intimacy where I actually look, you know, I started looking inward to myself where all those little dark places were, where my fear lives, where my, not enough story is where my shame and blame and guilt lives, you know, like putting all that on blast. Yeah. The thing, the thing that I get from listening to you talk about it is even what you just put in like that, not enough is as men, we're not allowed to do that. I mean, look, we're allowed, right. But we're like almost conditioned to not allowed, like admitting that you feel like you're not good enough would actually be admitting weakness. That's a vulnerable thing. Yeah. Uh, saying, Hey, I don't think I'm worthy or like, you know, this plays out as men don't ask for their worth. I mean, women do this too, but you want to charge somebody something and you don't ask for your worth is actually a reflection of how you hold yourself. But as a man, we can't, we can't even look there. We're like not taught. It's not that we can't, we're not actually taught how to, I think about love and intimacy from my perspective as, as a kid, I thought be cool that's the thing. Like that's the, that's the Holy grail of your life. Be cool and you will be successful. You will make money. You will get women. You will have a cool car. You have an awesome house. You will live the life. And it was all from this performance place. So Mm -hmm. mine, I didn't always think of like, be strong, be tough. I mean, I didn't want to be weak and like frail. Like I didn't want to be that guy, but I didn't need to be I saw like it would be way better to be the quarterback than the linebacker or it'd be way cooler to be the, the cool guy who everybody knows and loves than like, you know, just like a strong dude. But I think about this as it related for me as love and intimacy got then translated out from cool. So being desired by women became part of that game. Mm. And all of a sudden, like there was no love and intimacy because it's all just a game, right? Like if it's all performance, right. I, how do I, how do I really do love or how do I really do intimacy? Because love requires you to be vulnerable. Intimacy re- requires you to be seen and heard and like have your quote unquote, like armor down. But if it's all performance, then I'm not actually able to do those things. And I see that a ton with like my male clients, like they want to just talk about their business mm-hmm. and not look at their actual lives at all. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And that like performance piece, um, I mean, it was essentially what I was doing with myself. I was like performing for myself, right. Telling myself a story or, or convincing myself that I was something that I wasn't, you know, like this big tough guy, (laughs) you know, for for those of you who may see my picture, I'm covered in tattoos. I'm like this rock and roll guy. Like I had this, this whole persona and like outward performance, but like I was I was performing for myself. So, so as to like convince myself that I was something more than what I thought I was. It's a tough spot because we can't do with another that we can't do with ourselves. Right. If I can't actually take care of me, it makes it really hard to take care of somebody else. Totally. And 
enter enter all my failed relationships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you're willing to do what you said at the beginning, which is look in the dark places, then as a man, I have to look at myself and go, wow, where do I not love myself? Or where do I not think I'm good enough that I would have to create a performance game that I'm playing? Why is it that I have to measure myself based on, you know, you were saying like outward toughness. Mine was like measured on how cool, popular I was essentially with women. It's funny. Like I didn't care that much about like, do dudes like me? That made no, I didn't care at all. Mm. But it was like all about whether if, if women, if I got attention from women, it like filled my heart up. But that's not actually a real thing, right? Because I have to keep it going. Like once a woman disappears, I have to go find another to fill that void versus actually falling in love with myself, which almost sometimes seems like a dirty word for men to say, like, you want me to fall in love with myself? Or like, you want to actually be intimate with myself, but it's actually required for us to go to that next level with anyone else. Totally. Yeah. And the thing that came up for me is, well, why would we, you know, (laughs) why, why would we go there? And like, for me, it got to the point where like, you know, I'm, I, I was like a 40 year old man. Um, and I was like another failed relationship, you know, like another letdown, another like devastating heartbreak. And I was like, man, I'm done. I'm done playing that game. You know, I'm done like dragging all this extra baggage and armor in to every relationship that I'm in and just failing miserably at it. And like, what I got to was like, again, where I wasn't looking was, <laughs> was inward. And not only that, but like in the deep crevices, the deep places, you know, like that intimate space with myself. And, you know, once I actually had the toughness and the courage to go look there, like I started to notice a shift in who I was being in relationships and who I was being with myself. And it was, you know, it, it was remarkable. How does it actually look different? I'm just curious, like, what did you see? Like, how did you show up differently in a relationship after versus before? Like, what did yeah, you see? I think like, um, you know, so it's, it's with my wife, you know, I met my wife, um, you know, in October of 2016 and man, we were engaged by March and then, you know, married that July. So in less than a year, you know, we met, got engaged and got married. And like, I knew she was the one, you know, cause I, I think about like partnership and I don't know why it was her, but it, it started with, I was able to start with her and like tell on myself, tell on my fears, like really share what was going on with me. Like this, scared little boy that's inside this gigantic man you know like when he gets triggered or or scared like what's really going on with me and there was there was a point in you know when we were courting or dating or whatever you want to call it um where I forgot what she said she said something and I was stewing on it and chewing on it and it, it just did not land with me and I was interpreting it and making it mean all this stuff about me so that negative, critical, nasty, judgmental voice was just chewing me up. And I was like, not today. <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, I want this to go different. What is it going to take for it to go different? And, you know, I, I went to, to Shauna, my wife, and I was like, hey, Shauna, like when you said 
this thing, like, this is what I made it mean about me. And, you know, of course it was like, (laughs) not that thing at all, but, but what it was, was like, it was the first time where like I shared my fear or I told on myself, I exposed my dark part and was like super vulnerable with it in service of moving forward. And it was just like, it was just like mind blowing to me. Like I didn't have to perform. I didn't have to act. I just shared what was really going on with me. And this beautiful woman in my life, like held that space for me. So I think the other, the other part of like love and intimacy for me, it's really having that partnership, you know, partnership with yourself, with, you know, your actual partner partnership with, um, you know, your support system, whether that's family or hired professionals like coaches or therapists, it's like having that safe space that's partnered with that can actually have me explore these different, uh, parts of myself. How would you, what's the practice you would give or share with listeners could be men or women, right. To actually, what could they take on to practice what you're describing? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, I think one is to own it and then tell on it. So when I mean own it, like be responsible for your communication or be responsible for how you're presenting yourself, like your behavior, your action. So you know, I kind of mentioned it, like when I had that breakthrough in my relationship with, with Shauna, it was like, Hey, when you said this, I, I made it mean this mm-hmm. and the key point is there was like, I owned the interpretation. Yeah. Versus you versus the, like you took, I hear that as yeah, I took responsibility versus you made me feel this way, which is what we hear in relationships all the time. You said this and then I felt like this. <laughs> and yeah, and nobody can win because now, now the other person's going to get defensive. Yep. yep. You just you you just like slung an arrow right back at them unintentionally. Yep. yep. You created a battle. So it's actually like it's owning it's owning the space, owning yourself, owning your thoughts and feelings, and then telling on it, like saying the thing, saying the most vulnerable, intimate thing you can say in that moment and get it out. Um, and like that, that's in service of moving through and moving forward, you know, and like being, uh, you know, intimate and like that, that has allowed me to continue to grow in this way, which has, uh, you know, developed the relationship with my wife and I to a relationship I could never have imagined being possible. Like that simple little thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that I would offer, I love what you put in because I always, I actually always give, it's a practice I give my clients is when they're having the relationship conversation, take the you out of all of it. Just eliminate that word. Make it all about you when you're talking to the other person versus pointing at them. But the thing that I would give in the way that I look at love and intimacy is actually looking to get your needs met. Mm. And your desires met. Now, this is another thing we don't, just don't do as men. So, like, women are more practiced at this. And, but there's women out there that aren't doing this either. To actually focus and go, 
hey, look, I have food. I have a roof over my head. I'm safe. I have a car. I have money. My basic needs are all met. Great. But we have other needs and other desires. And we don't actually acknowledge those as men or women if we're not willing to take a look inside and like love ourselves and be intimate and vulnerable with ourselves. So one of the places I like to look is what needs or desires do you have that you're not present to? Mm. Maybe it's like, I need a nap. Like I actually need to give myself 30 minutes to go take a nap because like it's what my body's craving. Maybe I need a workout, not because it's going to make me look a certain way, but because I got some energy I need to burn off. Maybe I need to just sit and stare out the window for 20 minutes and just like let everything go. Or maybe, I know you take these, but maybe as like a man, especially because this is very much more common for women, but maybe as a man, you need to like go take a bath, Mm. sit and just like relax and let everything go and actually take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is like, is being able to have that, dialogue with yourself like what do I really need here um you know whether it's it's sharing you know sharing my feelings or talking or actually doing something for my body or my spirit or or whatever whatever and like part of that loving yourself is allowing yourself to have needs like as a man right like I don't need nothing (laughs) I'm good leave me alone like I got it all like that Mm-hmm. You know, it's so instilled and ingrained that we're self-made, you know, we're the masters of our domain. We can, you know, whatever we want, we create. And it's like, you know, it doesn't give any room to be needy, you know? And like, I, I love this saying, like, if your needs aren't met, you become needy. And then you, choose, <laughs> you know, then you, then you choose from that needy way of being. And like, no one wins because you're you're totally stepping over the whole thing of of allowing of allowing like uh the intimacy and allowing allowing the love of yourself so much that you actually give a crap enough to put yourself out there yeah yeah that's great yeah and i think you it requires us to to start practicing things on like a whole nother level Mm-hmm. It's not nobody listening to this should be expected to just be like, oh, I know all my needs tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to have a whole, whole list. It just doesn't work like that. You haven't exercised that muscle. And so that it starts with like, hey, what do I need right now? Like in this moment, what could I, what do I need? And it's, sometimes it's simple things. And sometimes it's actually way deeper and you actually have to be willing to go to that, that dark intimate place. Yep. And or hire a professional to help you. <laughs> Yeah. You also can get reflections from people if you're willing. Again, this is like a higher level of, of, of intimacy, but to say to your partner, like, Hey, do I not open up with you? Like, where do I stop? You could even look at like your friend group and be like, well, we never talk about anything except for sports and work. Mm. Is that all that our life is, is sports and work? It's gotta be like more. Anything else you want to leave? I know we're going to, so we're going to actually take this episode and make it like part one of a two part thing. And the second part is going to be vulnerability as access to power, which people are going to have to tune into that separate episode to hear how doing all these things we talk about are going to lead to essentially creating more of what you want in your life. Is there anything else you want to leave people with a, you know, a a resource, a a book or anything that they can go check out besides giving them your information? 
Yeah, man. Um, a couple of things that have been like instrumental in, in this area of my life, this like this ability to look in is, um, and there's many ways to do it, but it's really taking a look at like your inner child. So there's an assertion that we all have this inner child within us that can at times conflict with the adult version of you. And, um, you know, there's a ton of resources, you know, there's, there's 12 step programs. There's lots of things out there's therapists that focus in this work, but really giving your inner child a voice, uh, for me was, um, you know, kind of the first step in allowing this intimate space to be created within. Um, and as far as like, I think men, you know, and love and intimacy, mm-hmm. Uh, there's an awesome book uh, that kind of is going to uh, umbrella a lot of the topics we're going to be talking about on the bricks, but it's by David Data, The Way of the Superior Man. Nice. I'm reading that right now. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, I pulled it off the bookshop today. I'm like, I'm, I'm due for another another read, but it explores you know a lot of the important issues in men's lives and you know from career and family to women to intimacy, love, spirituality, like and it's super practical, you know, for my, my dumb, dumb male brain sometimes to like pick this stuff in. Uh, it, it's been, it's been a, a revolutionary book for me. Nice. Yeah. That's funny. I, I did not know you were going to say that and I would have suggested the same book and I'm only like in the middle of it, but it's. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Nice. You want to give everybody your, some of your information? How do they find you on social media? If they want to keep up with you, if they want to see your tattoos, if, yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, best way to probably contact me is through my website, which is conlincoaching.com. Uh, you can also shoot me an email at robert at conlincoaching.com uh, or, uh, you know, conlincoaching uh, on Facebook. You could find Thanks. it as well. Yep. Awesome. And I'll put all that in the show notes. Cool, man. Great. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your vulnerability and the willingness to share. You know, a lot of people wouldn't be willing to have this kind of conversation in a public way that's just going to be out there floating around in the ether but i appreciate it i know it's what you stand for and you and i both are you know we work with all sorts of people but we have a big commitment to helping men get out of their own way i want to say yeah man my uh my honor and pleasure thanks Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dream Mason Podcast. Please subscribe to the Dream Mason Podcast so you don't miss an episode. Share it with a friend and give us a review on iTunes. I am grateful to have had you here. If you want more, you can follow or reach out to me, Alex Terranova, on Instagram at inspirationalalex or at thedreammason.com or email me at alex at thedreammason.com. And remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.